Hello and welcome to Sustainable Conversations episode. Welcome back to Sustainable Conversations. Hello and welcome to Sustainable Conversations. Hello everyone and welcome to Sustainable Conversations. Hello and welcome to Sustainable Conversations. Hello everyone and welcome to Sustainable Conversations. Episode eight. My name is Aiden Pasarczyk and this is my co-host Todd Pasarczyk. Hello everyone and welcome to Sustainable Conversations. I'm Aiden Pasarczyk. I'm your host Aiden Pasarczyk. This is my co-host Todd Pasarczyk. Hey guys, it's Aiden Pasarczyk, your host, and welcome to Sustainable Conversations, episode 11. Hey everybody, it's Aiden Pasarczyk, and welcome to Sustainable Conversations. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a great show for you today. Enjoy. Hello everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Sustainable Conversations. We're here with Linda Carroll today. Hello. Thanks for having me, Aiden. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. We're going to be talking about mutual funds today. So it seems like a pretty t- uh, timely topic to, to talk about. You know, we've been discussing the market quite a bit. Uh, we Last week, we came out with an episode about recessions. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed that one. And I hope that gave some thoughtful insight on, on how the market's doing right now. Obviously, we can't talk about too many specifics, but now we're going to be diving into mutual funds and and what they look like. Um, you know, most people are probably invested in some kind of mutual fund uh, if they have a you know diversified portfolio as an investor. So we just we just wanted to go over that and explain you know exactly what they are, the different types, and you know why maybe you'd be invested in them. So I, I like to start it off with a definition. Um, so looking at Investopedia, it looks like the definition for a mutual fund is a type of financial vehicle made up of a pool of money collected from many investors to invest in securities like stocks, bonds, money market instruments, and other assets. Mutual funds are operated by professional money managers who allocate the fund's assets and attempt to produce capital gains or income for the fund's investors. So a, a mutual fund, you know, if you're thinking about it functioning like a company, the CEO would be the fund manager. So the manager is usually chosen by a group of investors um, or, you know, members of the fund who w- trust this person to manage the money, you know, how it should should be managed in a way that's prop- profitable, excuse me, for everyone who is invested in the fund. And, you know, the manager does his best or her best to build wealth for the investors by placing the fund's assets in profitable stocks and bonds. Um, so from your experience, you know, what do you think makes a fund more or less um, profitable or, or able to be invested in? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I love the definition that you gave, just kind of laying the base for what a mutual fund is and what a mutual fund does. Because sure. there's so much information and people are constantly getting information. You know, the stock market's up, the bond market's down, you know, all this kind of stuff. And there's a lot of vehicles that people can use. So um, mutual funds are a great vehicle for investing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a tool that we use a lot uh, with yeah. our clients as well. And I think, you know, what's really um, important when you're thinking about about um, mutual funds is, you know, what you touched on as far as having that professional manager. And I think, you know, there's a, a large variety um, of mutual funds out there. Um, I think you did a little investigation to figure out how many funds are out there. And it was yeah, what, like 7,636. That's as of 2020. That's so 2020. Yeah. And, years, and so. again, it fluctuates from year to year as you know, not, not every fund, in, you know, um, stays open. Um, yeah. Sometimes they close them, sometimes they end. So, but you 
you know, that's a lot um, to kind of sort through. And um, so, you know, having that professional manager, I think, is nice because, you know, you're going to have with most funds, you know, a, a manager or a team of managers, sure. group of analysts, people that are, you know, doing the research, diving into the metrics of the companies or the or the issuers that they want to include in their fund. Um, and so, you know, having that team behind you, um, kind of doing that research, um, doing the trading, sure. you know, so yeah. again, you know, making skillful trades um, when possible. Um, I think that um, helps over the long term to sure. set um, a fund up for success, right? Sure. Um, just on a personal note, so after I graduated from college, yeah. Um, I went to work for a company. This was before I was in um, this industry. And um, the company that I worked for, the CFO, she was great, um, very forward thinking. Um, and she wanted to put together um, an investment club. So mm-hmm. so she kind of gathered those employees that were interested. You know, I'm newly fresh out of college. Yeah. I knew I needed to be investing. And so we had this little investment club that would get together monthly. And we'd try and go, you know, basically bring ideas of different stocks that we might want to kind sure. of include. We pool our money together. Yeah, and by we were our mini mutual fund, you know, um, you know, um, but yeah, and it was really interesting just to kind of try and go out there and be like, okay, what should we invest in? What are we interested in? What's a good company and trying to kind of get all the research Mm -hmm. and everything that you need. And so, you know, we picked a bunch of different names, um, and, and bought the the stocks, you know, uh, every month we kind of add another one to the portfolio after some discussion and stuff like that. But it just really opened my eyes to how much, is out there and how difficult it might be to kind of weed through that when you don't have the experience or the knowledge, um, to, you know, maybe make the best choices. Um, and you know, I think, you know, having that professional manager in there and that team, um, behind a fund is what's kind of helpful, um, in making them, um, a good choice for for a lot of people. For sure. So, you know, obviously there's different stocks that are better choices and if, as we've talked about, you know, you can't actually predict the market, but you can tell the different risks um, in different stocks, as we've talked about lengthy. So that's why I wanted to get into the different types of mutual funds, because many different funds, you know, take into account different uh, amounts of risk and um, different, you know, levels of aggressiveness. So we wanted to talk about the different uh, types. First, we have equity funds. So this is invested principally in stocks. Um that's the main definitions that they would, you know, choose stocks rather than bonds to invest in. Yeah. Uh, we have. We, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, a really important piece of mutual funds is that is and for people to understand is that, um, you know, the fund has to kind of lay out um, an, an objective or a style sure. that they're going to kind of be investing in. Right. Whether they're investing in, in that there's a ton of subcategories. Right. But, you know, are they going to be um, a U.S. equities or are they going to be international equities? Um, are they going to be, um, you know, small companies, medium companies, large companies? Hmm. Um, is it going to be growth oriented? value value oriented there's a lot of um, objectives that have to kind of be you know they have to set their objective and then they have to place the investments in the fund that sure. that that follow that um, and, and again on the bond side same thing um, you know the issuers that they choose um, you know they got to kind of have an idea of what's going to be involved in that yeah, so yeah, yeah. so that's I think you know kind of understanding that there's an objective in place so yeah if it's equity mm-hmm. funds you know what type of there's there's lots of areas in the stock market sure. to invest in so those equity funds kind of have to figure out, okay, what, what are we going to focus on for this fund? What's the objective of this fund for our investors? And then go out there and get those funds. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that we also have um, fixed income funds, which is focused on predictable returns, like you're talking about. You know, different ones have different objectives. So fixed income funds are focused on mostly predictable returns, and a lot of the times they're invested in bonds such as government and corporate bonds. Yeah, and the, and really the goal of those is to kind of provide um, a set rate of return, um, generate interest income, hmm. so bonds uh, pay interest. Yeah. Um, so get that in, interest in, interest income that is then passed on to the investors. So they're more focused on the, you know, overall predictability instead of Right. Yeah, they're looking to, you know, um, you know, obviously they want to generate income. They're very income like a oriented. Income stream. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're very very often very income oriented on the on the fixed huh. income like side. Like the name fixed income. There you go. Funds, fixed yeah. income funds. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, we have index funds. Uh, we're invested in major market funds such as the S&P 500 and the Dow, uh, focused on those larger indexes to you know make a profit. Yeah, and exactly. The goal of those, again, is to, to mirror that selected index and whatever that index tends to be focused on. Um, and and I, I think a lot of people like those because um, it can be hard and expensive to really consistently beat markets. Yeah. Um, and so these index funds give you you know nice broad exposure to those major indexes hmm. indices and you know they require usually you know less research um, and analysis sure. and then lower expenses so that's why a lot of people like index funds seems like a lot of comfort just simply being in you know invested in an index like that rather than a stock that could do whatever there can be yeah, yeah. i mean sometimes you you, know, you feel like with a mutual fund it's almost like safety in numbers yeah. right yeah. Uh, because on any given day and and this is for any of these different types of um, funds um, you know any given day there's going to be you know certain stocks or, or bonds that are going to be up, we're going to be down. Um, and so that that mutual fund kind of gives you that nice big basket. We always talk to our clients about yeah. that, the, you know, mutual funds are a basket of stocks or a basket of bonds. Yeah. Um, and you just have a slice of, you know, the, the market there. Um, and, and again, that that provides, you know, some of that um, safety that we like sure. to. Sure. We also have money market funds, which are focused solely on being as risk free as possible. Right. You know, and these are going to be, you know, um, cash type investments. Uh, usually, you know, the goal trying to provide maybe a little bit more income than maybe your checking and savings um, are going to offer you. But very, again, safe um, mm. um, instruments yeah. for the most part. Yeah, yeah. So they're probably not investing in any kind of new coming super volatile stocks. Right, or right. Like yeah. That. No, very, very kind of bland, unexciting sure, sure. <laughs> money markets. Turning just a, a little bit of percent of profit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, then another interesting one we have to look at is specialty funds. So specialty funds take into consideration special interests of their investors. So right. uh, the chief example that I saw of this is SRI investing, which is, you know, being socially responsible with your investing, you know, whether you're trying to uh, invest in companies that fight for a certain cause or support a certain uh, organization. Right. There's a, there's a large interest in that socially responsible investing, or also it's called ESG, so environmental, yeah. social, and governance. Um, they provide typically some extra screening um, for you know looking for different things. Um, and so yeah, there are a lot of funds that again, the the nice thing about mutual funds and the large variety that are out there is that you can maybe find something that fits your goals and and matches 
is um, kind of maybe some of the things that you're personally interested in. So there are specialty funds like that. And there's, again, lots of, um, I think it's really important too with mutual funds to understand there's lots of rules and regulations around mutual funds, all of these, right? Um, There's compliance um, surrounding them. Um, They have accountants, they have analysts, they have all these things, you know, that to make sure that the the fund is doing what it says it's going to do. You know, if it's going to be an ESG fund, um, you know, making sure that it actually is um, doing what it says it's yeah. going to do. And I think too, on the, on, you know, you'll see some of the other kind of specialty funds, um, maybe something that's um, focused on a certain sector. We mm. see a lot of those, maybe it's focused on the technology sector mm. or the healthcare sector. Um, so there are, there are different ways to create yeah. a fund um, that has, you know, uh, some sort of maybe special focus on a, a sure. sector or um, an investment style, all of that. So those wow. are all parts of um, mutual funds. Boy, I think I got to get some of my money into the uh, technology <laughs> sector with everything going on these days. That would be very interesting. Certainly a big part of our life, yeah. right? Um, technology, for sure. Um, but yeah. there's lots of opportunities there. Definitely. Okay, so the last the last type of mutual fund we have for you guys today is an ETF, which is short for an exchange-traded fund. These are growing ever more popular these days. Um, and essentially, an ETF is just like a mutual fund, but... It's, uh, you know, it's just like a mutual fund in the sense that it's a basket of different stocks and bonds, but it trades instantly like a stock. So you can watch the price go up and down throughout the day. Um, it's not only reported at the end of the day, um, and it's, it's just a little bit more like a stock in its nature. Yeah, I think that's what's you know really interesting about ETFs. They they are very popular um, and yeah, ever increasingly popular. Um, and like you said, they, they kind of are. They're a little bit like a twist on a mutual fund in that you have a basket of of stocks or a basket of of bonds like you would in a mutual fund, but it trades um, throughout the day on on the exchange. Yeah. Um, unlike mutual funds that you know we have to wait for end of day pricing once everything's reported. So so they're you know they're they're it's like they're a little bit in between a stock and a mutual fund. Um, and, and they do, you know, have some of the features of stocks that, you know, they can be used, um, you know, with in the options markets and people can hedge sure. and leverage their positions on these types of things. And so mm-hmm. again, just, just another tool, um, that's available in the mutual fund universe, um, that, um, inv- individual investors or advisors might use. Yeah. Sounds exciting. Yeah. So moving on, um, we wanted to address probably the biggest question that that people might have, and it's why do people buy mutual funds? Um, There's lots of questions and lots of reasons why people would buy mutual funds, but it comes down to a few simple things. Do you want to go over those? Yeah, yeah. I think um, there's a lot of, you know, things that make mutual funds a really strong um, investment vehicle and, mm-hmm. um, and they're a great tool that advisors can kind of have and individuals can have in their their arsenal. Um, you know, the professional management, which we touched on, um, sure. you know, that you have a fund manager or a team of analysts there, you know, kind of managing the backside of the investment for you and, and making all of those um those trades, making, doing all the research, um, all of that um, yeah. for the fund. So I think that provides a lot of value um, and kind of takes that pressure off you uh, to try and figure out, okay, what should sure. I be invested in or, sure. or, or where I should be invested? Of course, so. it's nice to trust the professionals. Ex- it's yeah. Help- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then really the big thing for mutual funds is diversification. Um, and we talk a lot about, you know, not 
putting all your eggs in one basket. Um, and, and mutual funds, you know, like they said, they, they can invest in a, a large range of companies and industries. Um, you know, their goal is to enhance the returns um, and reduce the risk, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a, you know, goal of most managers mm-hmm. um, is to go out and do that. Um, and, you know, it depends, you know, whether it's a, a stock fund or a bond fund, um, you know, that's their goal is to, you know, kind of go out there and, and find the best group sure. um, of, of companies or issuers. So Next up, we have affordability. So most mutual funds set a relatively low dollar amount for initial investment and subsequent purchases. So yeah. mutual funds, we'll get into a little further later, but mutual funds most often take a small fee. But the uh, investment amount that you need to invest in them is is usually pretty low. Yeah, and that's that's the nice thing about mutual funds too is just the the low barrier to entry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not very practical for most investors um, to go out and you know research and and build um, a diversified portfolio of individual stocks. Sure. Um, you know, there can be you know stocks that you know cost several hundred dollars you know for one share, right? So being able to, you know, buy a mutual fund, um, you know, you're typically going to see um, a little bit lower price on those to get in and mm. to get you that big, yeah. you know, that diversification yeah. um, and that broad exposure to yeah. the markets that um, can be very um, helpful for the long-term success yeah. of your of your investments. Yeah. It's, it's definitely helpful because you can enter in with a low dollar amount and all of a sudden be, you know, have ties in hundreds, dozens, maybe hundreds of different, uh, you know, big companies. Exactly. You have access to all these types of stocks. Right. And and again, depending on how the fund is set up, like you said, it could hold dozens to hundreds to some thousands mm-hmm. of different um, individual holdings within that. So, and sometimes that makes it funny for people because they see just one name on their statement, right? Yeah. Um, and they're like, but I want to own Apple or I want to own Amazon or, you know, those types of things. And you say, you know, it's, it's in there, it's right? In, it's, yeah. it's in that fund that we have for you. Um, you know, when, when we're talking to huh. clients about those types of things. Um, so, you know, helping them understand that, yes, you see one name on your statement or, you know, for that or multiple names, we use multiple funds, sure. but, um, you know, know that that one name contains, like I said, dozens, hundreds, thousands of different individual positions mm-hmm. within it. So. Yeah. To sum it up, um, Investopedia says it pretty well. The biggest advantage of investing through a mutual fund is that it gives small investors access to professionally managed, diversified portfolios of equities, bonds, and other securities, which would be quite difficult to create with a small amount of capital by yourself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on, we wanted to get into the returns and the fees of mutual funds, you know, yeah. the nitty gritty part of it. Yeah. So, so talking just kind of about how returns are calculated for mutual funds, you know, there's a, a couple of different ways um, that, that mutual funds can bring value, right? Um, the first is that there's income earned. Um, if it's, you know, if you have stocks, they're going to earn dividends. If you have bonds, they're going to earn interest um, that's held in the portfolio and then paid out um, to, you know, you as a shareholder in the form of a distribution. Um, so in, and most of the times those distributions come either you can receive them as, you know, 
um, cash um, within within your account or, you know, some people maybe a check sent to them. Sure. Uh, not as much anymore, but usually within your your account, um, you'll receive those those cash um, dividends and interest and you can either leave it in cash or you can reinvest it, right? And buy more shares. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one way um, that uh, mutual funds kind of produce some income for you. Um, you know, the other thing is um, if a fund, so say the fund manager goes in and sells some of the securities that are held in the mutual fund, you know, they've grown in price, um, they get decide to go in and, you know, trim those gains, um, that produces um, a capital gain. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's something that is also passed on to the investor in a distribution. And we see that a lot in client accounts, um, you know, usually in December, right? That's when the capital gains distributions come out from the different funds and we'll see that land in sure. um, client accounts. Um, and then the other thing to think about too is that the, the mutual fund has a share price. It has a value. Um, and that is, you know, every day that value is defined and, you know, after the close of markets, um, when all of the underlying assets, um, uh, you know, all of their prices, end of day pricing comes in, right? And then that gives the mutual fund its value. Um, and the goal, of course, of all managers is for that value of that share or share price of that fund to go up over yeah, time. That's, yeah. that's what they're trying to do. So at some point, you know, um, the, the goal is that that price um, that comes in every day, which is called the net asset value or NAV, um, we're hoping that that price or that value goes up mm. um, over time. And and again, if you did, then when you decide to sell the shares of that mutual fund, um, you could realize some gain there as well. Oh, so yeah. I think Definitely. a lot of times, you know, I always like to show um, a report uh, to clients just showing the different ways that that mutual fund is producing income for you, whether it's the dividends and interest that's coming in um, on a monthly, um, you know, bond interest comes in typically on a monthly basis um, and then quarterly and either semi-annual or annually is when your stock funds typically will pay their dividends, Mm -hmm. right? So you've got all this income coming in during the year that we're either leaving in cash or reinvesting depending on, you know, what the goal is for your portfolio. Um, And then there's also the value of that mutual fund that is changing on a daily basis, similar to what you see with stocks in the stock Hmm. market. So um, different, different ways that, you know, a mutual fund can provide that value Hmm. for you. So how does the mutual fund make their money? Yeah. So again, you, you know, you, you've got fees, right? Yeah. Exactly. Nothing nothing free in life, right? And, and mutual funds are, are you know, um, you know, you're expected to kind of, if you're going to have that professional management, yeah. you know, you got you to gotta pay for the it. There's a price. fund manager's got to put food on the table. Exactly. Um, and that's exactly, it's usually kind of broken up, I, I would say, into two major areas that you, you'll see funds fees. Um, the first is kind of the annual operating expenses of the fund. That's the, you know, the, the cost to keep the lights on at the, at the mutual fund company <laughs> yeah. or at the fund manager's offices, right? So sure. those are going to be ongoing fees um, that go towards the cost of paying the managers, paying the accountants, um, covering the legal fees, um, you know, marketing, right? All of those things that a fund has to do, right? Um, So those often come in, you know, that annual operating expense, or uh, a lot of times it's also expressed as an expense ratio. Mm. Um, And there's a a wide variety, right? Depending on um, how actively those managers are involved in the process. Um, The more active they are, typically the more expensive they are going to be. If it's a very passive investment, so maybe some of those index-based funds or ETFs, um, you know, 
that tend to be a little bit less expensive, um, you know, there's going to be a variety of expense sure. ratios. Um, and something, and, well, you can finish what you're saying. Yeah, no, and I think that's very important for people, you know, depending on their goals and how price sensitive they are, sure. um, you know, you, that's something that's really important to look at. Huh. Yeah. And that I was just going to say, it's kind of reassuring to think, um, since they're taking, you know, a percentage, it's like they obviously have motivation to grow the mutual fund as much as possible. Right. Exactly. So you can have kind of a reassurance that someone is, you know, invested in you and trying to grow your money as well. That's the goal, right? They got to keep the lights on at their place, too. Exactly. Yeah. That is the goal. So I think that's important. And, and it's really, you know, I think as as a shareholder, um, it's important to be, you know, looking at those types of costs, right? Um, another cost that you'll see is the shareholder fees. Um, so these are like sales commissions and other one-time costs um, that might come when you buy or shell, sell shares, right? So it's a little different than the annual operating expense of it. Um, these may come, as, like I said, as you buy or sell shares of the fund. Sure. Um, and so those are the things you need to be asking questions about. That information is in the fund prospectus. You can find it online. Um, if you have an advisor, ask your advisor, you know, what is what what am i paying you know to own mm-hmm. these funds right because yeah. i think that's can be very important in the long term um profitability of of your portfolio right mm-hmm. it's it's you know we want to make sure that um when we're looking at things for clients um you know we're looking at very tax efficient low cost uh, mutual funds that give our clients broad diversification sure. in the market sure. that's really um, um you know some very important things that we're always taking yeah. into consideration when we're putting a portfolio together using mutual funds for a client sure especially if you're using mutual funds to try and you know plan your future right develop a you know a source of retirement or something like that you want to obviously find something that's going to be low tax or cost over the long term because you don't want a big chunk of your and you know your life savings to be taxed away exactly so you know and there's funds you know i've seen funds um you know 25 basis points or a quarter of a point, you know, quarter of a percent all the way up to one and a half or more oh, percent. Wow. Right. So you have to be, you know, there's, yeah. there can be a, a wide variety, um, of, of expense ratios and, and things like that, yeah. that you need to be mindful of, um, when putting together a portfolio. Yeah. And again, it all just depends on what you're trying to do and what, what goals you're trying to achieve with your, with your portfolio. Sure. Sounds like you definitely got to do a good bit of research. Yeah, like I think, everything. yeah, ask yeah. questions. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. If you're working with a advisor, ask your advisor. And so you can understand, you know, kind of what's going on um, and, and what their philosophy is and how they approach um, the expense ratios yeah. and, and, the, and the fund expenses that a shareholder may incur. Because, sure. again, over the long term, that can eat into your sure. um, the long term success of your portfolio for sure. So as we close, um, you kind of already answered this question, but I wanted to ask. How should clients approach investing in mutual funds? Is it any different than stocks or, you know, throwing some money in the stock market? It's obviously a little different, but what are the main differences there? Yeah, I mean, I I think, um, you know, when we're talking to clients, it's always really important to understand 
your goals, right? What are your goals for your portfolio and for your investments? Um, what is your timeline? Mm-hmm. Again, that's going to di- you know dictate kind of the types of investments that you're going to have. Um, what is your appetite for risk? That's also a very important thing to consider because oh, yeah. again, different funds are going to have different and varying levels of all of you know those things. Um, keep in mind, you know what are what are the fees? Um, you know what am, what am I willing to pay for um, this professional uh, management that may be going in there? Um, and I think really always important to kind of put out there is that um, mutual funds, they are a great tool um, to be used in your portfolio. But like any other investment vehicle, they, they carry some risk, right? There's, there's you know, no fund manager is able to go out there and just guarantee you anything. Um, so just go into it knowing that, mm-hmm. you know, there's risk involved. Yeah. Um, and so g- being educated, asking questions, talking to your advisor, um, those are all really important things mm-hmm. um, to look at and and, and consider um, when you're when you're investing or considering investing sure. in mutual funds. Sure. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I hope this was super informational. Hopefully, it was timely. Uh, those are the things that we like to hit right on the head as much as we can. Um, again, we really appreciate your support. We love doing these, and uh, thank you so much, Linda, for being on the show. Yeah, thanks again for having me. I really had a good time. Yeah, it was great. Well, everyone, take care, and thank you so much for listening to Sustainable Conversations. The commentary on this video reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analyses of the Sustainable Wealth Management Incorporation employees providing such comments and should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Sustainable Wealth Management or performance returns of any investment client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Nothing on this video constitutes investment advice, performance data, or any recommendation that any particular security, portfolio of securities, transaction, or investment strategy is suitable for any specific person. Any mention of a particular security and related performance data is not a recommendation to buy or sell that security. Sustainable Wealth Management Incorporation manages its clients' accounts using a variety of investment techniques and strategies which are not necessarily discussed in the commentary. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Thank you.